JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. How's everybody doing tonight? Got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Isaac, I love you to death, but I got too much going on right now. There is so much on sports right this second as we speak. All right, Isaac, I love you to death, but you got to go. You gots to go. Okay, right now, right now on, I have on UNC Kentucky as we speak. UNC Kentucky playing right now, live and in person, which is pretty freaking cool. And we also have San Diego State is playing in the, I forget what it's called again. It's called the, uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Bowl. They're playing Houston. And there was just a brawl after a pick six touchdown. There was a brawl on the San Diego State sideline. I mean, you're up 20 to 10. You think, guys, hey, take it a little easy. Take it down a notch. But no, they're a little angry. We got that. North Carolina playing Kentucky in a uh, CBS Sports Classic, which is, of course, made for television. I mean, come on, you know, hey, let's make things that work perfectly on television. And uh, I'm trying to get an update. Yeah, 36-26 with 7.58 left. Kentucky with the lead. See, that's what we do on JD.com. Uh, talking sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We bring it all to you live and in and and in vivid. Is it telephonic for your oratory pleasures? Oratory is is that the word for your listening pleasure? You know, I'm trying to use big words, and that's something that I really am not very good at sometimes when I get excited like that. We have that going on. You also have on the Camellia Bowl right now. Which uh, the Raycom Media say that three times the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl Appalachian State versus Toledo it's seven seven right now in the first quarter and then we have in a in a snowstorm the uh, Division two championship game between North Alabama and Northwestern Missouri State it's a seven three Northwestern Missouri State lead in the third quarter it, it, they are playing in a snowstorm a blizzard. Which we had here, uh, here in Jersey, we had at least a good three to four inches and heavy, heavy snow. Well, they're playing, it's third quarter, they're playing in Kansas City. It's awesome. I mean, this is just awesome. And then on top of that, you also right now you have on uh, women's hockey, USA versus Canada in a winter hockey championship, which I was like, wh- the winter champions series, which I was like, what is this stuff? And then you have on USC, UFC fight night, Van Zant versus um, Waterston which is the main, it's going to be on Fox tonight from Sacramento, California, but they're in the undercard right now. And it's just like, there is, it's one of my favorite words, a plethora, a plethora of uh, choices, plus college basketball. Then also right now, CBS Sports, you have the AutoNation's Cure Bowl, Central Florida versus Arkansas State. I mean, talk about like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's sports overload for me right now. There's just so much on I could talk about, but I, 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 first off, all right, I, I am a graduate of FDU Madison. Today, fairly played. They played number, I, what are they, number 25. I'm sorry, tw- I thought they were 23. Number 25, Cincinnati. At Cincinnati, not a good game for uh, my, uh, well, I, when I, I, it was the Devils when I was there. Now it's, um, this is the Knights. This is the D1 uh, campus. But they're still, uh, it's part of the FDU family. So, uh, you know, you have to go with that. And they lost 119.68 to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's actually the, um, uh, Mick Cronin, uh, 119.68. That's what I just said. Mick Cronin, the coach of Cincy. It was the most points ever scored for his team. They actually set a record in a half. They scored 68 in the first half. I'm sorry, it was 65-26. It was their biggest First half scoring since they scored 68 in 98 versus DePaul Cincinnati. So it was 65-26 at the half. And that is uh, it's a little ugly. little ugly. We'll say that. Uh, FDU had 15 first half turnovers, three shy of matching their season high, which led to a 22-5 advantage for points for since uh, in the first half. Yeah, it, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. And I, this just this just in... San Diego State's Donnell Pumphrey passes Ron Dane for the most rushing yards ever for in, in, in FBS history. Now, he had negative four yards in the first quarter. He's only about 5'8", 180, 190, whatever. He just broke the Ron Dane's record. He had 108 coming in. It was 112 going into the second quarter. He's had a couple touchdowns. Houston, which uh, has a new coach, Herman went to Texas. And now Major Applewhite, the former quarterback at Texas, 
is now the new head coach at Houston. Donald Pumphrey, hey, you know, they came in 10-3, and three, playing a Houston team, 9-3. Good matchup, and they are beating up the um, the Cougars of Houston. I love this. That's what JD Talking Sports, we get stuff right off the bat. We have, you know, bam, I'm giving you minute-to-minute updates. It's pretty awesome. Back to FDU. Just a bad, that's a tough game. They have lost seven in a row, eight of their last nine, Fairleigh Dickinson. They were led by uh, Stefan Jiggets with uh, 24 points. Actually, the first game this season for the 2-9 and nine Knights to lead them in, in, in uh, scoring this season. It's been usually uh, Darren Anderson, who didn't have a good shooting day. He did not have a good shooting day. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to give you updated. Yeah. Actually, no, besides, it was it was the uh, Stefan Jiggets had, had a really good game for FDU. And then um, Mike Holloway didn't, did, was held scoreless. Earl Potts Jr. had eight points. And Darian Anderson had, uh, who's who's been on a tear lately, he was held to th- uh, 13. He actually had nine at the half, five for 15 shooting, one for six from three. And since he was led by, yeah, it was it was not a pretty game, folks. Since he was led by uh, senior Kevin Johnson, who had a career-high 18 points, they Five. They had seven guys in double figures for uh, Cincinnati. Nine and two now. Uh, Fairly, Dickinson returns home to play North an NEC game December twenty eighth against Saint Francis PA. That's our next game. All right. You know what? It's just one game. We move on from there. We go. Boom. We go on. We see what happens next. Lot to talk about today. Lot now. My picks last week, as you know, I picked, uh, I took the Giants over the Cowboys. I took Cowboys over the Giants, I'm sorry, 17-14. Giants pulled out a big win, 10-7, 9-4 now. They still have a shot at getting the uh, number one seed in the NFC. I mean, Dallas is going to have to stumble down the, 11-2, they're going to have to stumble uh, down the uh, last three games. Cowboys play this Sunday night against Tampa. They also have Detroit, and they play the... I think they have a game against the Eagles. Now, anything's possible on that front. We, I guess we shall see on that front. We shall see. I'd, Giants big win. I, I took the Cowboys. And then I took the Niners over the Jets, 21-13. Well, the Jets won in overtime, 23-17. Tonight we have the Jets, Dolphins. You see, just a lot of sports. And for the first time in MetLife Stadium ever, in this room MetLife Stadium, because the Jets are playing tonight at 8, and the Giants are playing tomorrow at 1. They can't do anything with the end zones because, you know, they both share MetLife. For the, so the first time in the history of MetLife, I think it's seven years, they are having just horizontal lines in the end zones. Like, it's a like it's funny. Here we are, got a huge stadium NFL, but they can't do the turnaround and the bad weather and everything. That's what they said. And, and tonight, Matt Moore, that's the thing. The Dolphins are going to have to, Matt Moore is going to have to take the Dolphins to the promised land, to the playoffs. 8-5, and five, they're playing tonight. And uh, they're gonna have to. He's gonna have to take him to the promised land. And he has not started since 2011. It was a season ending. It was a season finale in 2011. 1917 win over. How I remember this stuff. Things just stay in my head. Matt Moore, 1917 season finale, 2011. And who was his coach? Matt Moore's in 2011 with the Dolphins. Yes, Todd Bowles. He was the interim coach for uh, three games with the. Dolphins back in 2011 did not get the head coaching job, but he was the interim coach. That's who's starting tonight for uh, the Dolphins. It should be horrendous conditions. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be there. I think it's going to be, <laughs> I think it's going to be a very sparse crowd. And then tomorrow you have uh, Giants Lions, which should be a great game. Now, um, you're going to have some is- injury issues. Well, we're going to not injury. He is playing with the Matt Stafford, but he has a dislocated finger. I think he actually has a cartilage tear in the finger. And he, he... Yeah, he is dealing with a... Dealing with a finger. I, I, I wanted to get the... Yes, he has dislocation and torn ligaments in a finger on his throwing hand. 
I mean, that's, you know, that that's definitely going to play. He's not sure if he's going to wear a glove, but he thinks he'll be fine despite it's supposed to be rainy tomorrow. And he actually led them for an NFL record eighth fourth quarter comeback, which actually was because of him. He threw a pick six, but they beat the Bears last week. And they have some, you know, Anquan Bolden, uh, one of his receivers who's, you know, he, he's no speedster, but he is on top 10 now with catches with 1,064. And uh, Lions, 12 or 13 games this year, have they've been trailing, heading into the fourth quarter. I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing. And they have, uh, that's the thing too. They're nine and four, the Lions, but they play Giants this week at Dallas, and then they have the Packers at home. They got a tough schedule going forward. And he's playing great ball, uh, Stafford. Since uh, Jim Bob Cooter came on the scene, he's only thrown 11 INTs. He's almost 67% completion, over 67% completion percentage, passer rating over 100, and the Lions are 15 and 7. And listen to this. The Lions are two wins away from their first division title since 1993. Every other NFC team has won at least three division titles in that time. It's just amazing. Now we're just going to see if the th- if it's going to affect his uh, throwing hand. Now, this is another thing. They haven't been... Um, wow. San Diego State just scored again. They are running away with this. I really thought Houston was going to blow them away. San Diego State had a chip on their shoulder, I think. But they are... Wow. Curtis Anderson III just had a 28-yard touchdown catch. Good for you, Curtis Anderson. The Bears are not a good running team this year. They've only been over 100 yards once this year going into last week. They had 114 against the Bears. That's the thing, too. we got two teams going in, the Giants and the Lions, both with mediocre running teams, rushing attacks. I'm curious to see how the game's going to turn out tomorrow. I'm not sure about the conditions. I heard rain tomorrow. I heard it could be nasty outside. We shall see. I'm excited. A lot of good football. A lot of good football this week. And a uh, good thing about the Lions, D, the first six games, they gave over gave about 25 points per game. Last six, 16.3. Uh, defensive coordinator Terrell Austin could be a hot coaching candidate in 2017. We shall see. The season is, the season is not young anymore, but we sh- sh- should see. And uh, Romeo Aquara, who uh, filled in for JPP last week, he had eight tackles in his first NFL sack. He said that uh, JPP said before the game, he said, uh, go out there and ball. And he yeah, he followed the instructions pretty well. Pretty well. And the Giants last week, when they beat the Cowboys 10-7, going since the 1970 merger, the, the Giants have been eight wins, 133 losses and a tie when scoring no more than 10 points in a game. Well, threw that out of the way. And Eli, last two games, three interceptions. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting stats here. The Giants... Uh, average drive time is two minutes and sixteen seconds, which is next to last in the in the NFL, almost a full minute behind the league leaders. I guess we're going to see, you know. And also, uh, there's an investigation. The Giants, they said in the fourth quarter, used walkie-talkies, which are illegal. I just love they brought up that their the balls, the PSI, and the balls were lower than they should be against Pittsburgh. Now the walkie-talkie, I, and I love the walkie-talkie thing with the, uh, I mean the the, the ball pressure with uh, the Steelers, where the NFL just went, okay, you know, let's not, you know, we're not worrying about it anymore. It's not anything to worry about. Let's move on. Whereas they gave four games to freaking Tom Brady. And this, they go, okay, no big deal. Let's move on. Ridiculous. Ridiculous in my, in my front. And you know what? This is the thing. The Giants, you can really say the season's turned around because uh, Spagnolo Spags, is just... He's constantly changing coverages. You know, uh, other teams hate uh, dealing with him. Also, he's got good cornerbacks, which, he, you know, it helps him It helps him free the defense to call the plays he wants to call. Jenkins, uh, Janoris Jenkins and Eli Apple, both improving, and uh, Dominic Rodgers-Cromartie playing, working well, play, playing in the slot. Uh, Olivier Vernon, eight sacks on the year. They don't have a dynamic edge rusher, which, you know, you kind of need this, which, might, you know, they might look at JPP or more like uh, getting leverage and Vernon Moore get, getting leverage and not an uh, edge rusher, which is something they could use in the future. But uh, Snacks Harrison, you know, he really has uh, been, been worth every penny. He's really a run stuffer, and he's had a couple sacks. Already has, uh, broke his tackles and sacks, uh, career highs already through, what are we, uh, 13 games into the season? I mean, good stuff. And Landon Collins, he, the, they said he's going to get his first Pro Bowl bid. 
Giants top 10 D and points allowed, yards allowed, and uh, third down conversions against. I mean, they're just playing some good, good, good ball. And you got you got to love that. You got to love that. And you know they 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 harassed uh, uh, Dak Prescott last week. Three uh, sacked him three times, hit him eight times. He had forty incompletions in the two games versus the uh, Giants. Uh, Dak Prescott did, and and also Des Bryant two catches in the two games. He he had seven targets with Jenkins on him. Had one catch, and then he actually got the ball stripped by Jenkins and Landon Collins recovered in the game last week. But 40 incompletions in two games. I mean, that's amazing. Just amazing. And uh, thing about it, they only went two for 14 on third downs, two for two on third downs. Three of their eight drives uh, were three and outs, lasted less than a minute, and they just had 12 first downs against the uh, Cowboys, and they still won the game. It doesn't matter. But this is something um, that I thought was interesting. Tom Rock... Uh, my buddy Harris sent me this article. I thought it was a good article. I, thank you very much, Harris. The rule of 53 metric, which uses uh, uh, Coach McAdoo uses to measure offensive efficiency. Now, he wants a total of rushes. He wants a total rushes plus completions to be thir- 53 or above. Total rushes plus completions. Now, the Giants uh, against the Cowboys had 31 runs and 17 completions. They didn't reach 53. And he thought the offense had a good game. Well, this is the thing. They had 31 rushes for 95 yards. I mean, that's not even three yards a rush. And actually this season, they've only had two games where they've actually hit 53. Week two against the Saints, they had 64. And week 10 versus the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they had 55. They've averaged about 40. They've been over 45, five other games. In their nine wins, they're averaging almost 50. In their four losses, they're averaging almost 39.5. But I just found this really interesting, you know, and the, you know what, they, they wanted to get time of possession and, uh, and uh, more rushing attempts than the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott did rush for over 100 yards, but they did uh, ha- win the rushing uh, attempts game. 30, they get 33, but two in yield downs, so 31-25 in real rushes. Also, they uh, won time of possession, which they've been uh, one of the league one one of the low down in, on the league uh, front on that front, and the Giants uh, had the ball more than the Cowboys, only like a, a buck forty four more, but still they had it more. And you know, so you got to look at the positives on that front. But thirty one for ninety five is not going to do it. Yeah, I, it was just interesting. And Victor Cruz playing time has been going to Roger Lewis because he can't separate like he used to, especially on the vertical routes. And this could be a problem against the Lions. Uh, guards Marshall Newhouse and John Jerry, they're not athletic, and they're going to have to keep Eli protected from the Lions line, who's much quicker and faster. It could be it could be a rough game. Could be a rough game. That could be a rough game. All right, and I, you know I just can't believe this this D two championship game. They're playing in the snow. I mean it's it's a total blizzard. I mean, I, I would love to play in a game like this. It's like serious, like they got serious snow on the ground. It's still 7-3, but I mean, and uh, Northwest Missouri State is driving right now. But I mean, I feel like a little kid in this game. I would love to play in this game. This would be this would be fantastic. And Shane Vereen is, uh, I think he's going to be, he's, he's questionable for the game. Nate Burhey, who, you know, just gets hurt, so he's not going to play. And Matt Forte for the Jets, actually, with the knee probably went out. And then um, Bilal Powell had a buck 45 yesterday, for, last week, for the the uh, Jets in the overtime win. He'll get a lot more playing time. I'm curious how the Jets are going to – hey, you know what? They were down at the half last week. They were down 17-6 at the half, 17-3 at the half, and they came back, and they won an OT. You have to give Bulls credit for getting them ready. Bryce Petty's first game, he's on a four-game, basically, um, job interview. And I guess we're going to see what happens. And that's the thing. You know, Shane Vereen comes back after missing all that time. And it played September, September 25th, comes back, and he goes out with a um, concussion. And they're not even sure he's going to play this week. And I'll tell you, and OBJ had that catch last week. I mean, yeah, wow. Just like amazing, amazing, amazing play. This guy from Northwest Missouri State had a one-handed catch going out of bounds just now that was, like, unbelievable. 
And now I know in college, you know, only you have to get one hand in. But Northwest, Mass, Northwest Missouri State, say that three times fast. On JD Talking Sports, drop the G. We're on Facebook, in, Instagram, and Twitter. But uh, college, only one foot in. A little different in that front. But still pretty cool. Yeah. And then you got Fight Night. I mean, man, I, I, I'm i in heaven. The I love this. The Auto Nation, I talked about. Central Florida versus Arkansas State. All right. Arkansas State is up. The kick is good. 10-0 Arkansas State. All right. Beating UCF. Big, big, big win. I guess we're going to see what happens. Yeah. So this is great. I, mean, I, got the, I got the Jets on in a couple hours. And the Jets, man, I'll tell you. OBJ's catch last week, too. Wow. I mean, yeah. It is. It's exciting times. Football. And this is the thing, too. The Giants and the Cowboys. Giants held the Cowboys to one for 15 on third down conversions. Cowboys have lost to two teams this year. They've lost they've 11-0 against the rest of the NFL. 0-2 against the Giants. And now they're talking about maybe they should get Romo playing time because, you know, what if he slumps or if he gets hurt and Aikman called out Jerry Jones like, you know, you're messing with this kid. My buddy Frank is a huge, huge, huge Cowboy fan. And he feels like, you know what, he's a rookie. You have to give him some time. But he's playing some good. He's playing good football. He's playing. I, I think he, had, he he didn't have a great game. He's got to work on his touch pass. Uh, there's some things that don't work. But Dak Prescott, to me, impresses me. And he, you know what? He's a mobile quarterback. And that's in this, day and, in this day and age, you need a mobile quarterback. You just do. Okay. Appalachian State and Toledo are tied 7-7 right now. And UNC was getting killed. Yeah. Tough to watch. Tough to watch. I'm trying to get it. Yeah, Carolina was... Yeah, Oh, Carolina's only down by four with 23 seconds left in the first half. Oh, I love this. The CBS Sports Classic. So that they have on the court, they have a, they have the emblems of the 14 playing. Uh, UCLA played Ohio State in the first game. And uh, it's uh, UK versus UNC. So they have all the emblems of the teams. And I love seeing the Tar Heel emblem on there. It's It's awesome. Oh, you know what? You know what I want to talk about? So I watch a show, Designated Survivor, with Kiefer Sutherland. Love it. Love the show. And I was, uh, I was, uh, watch this. The I love how they call it now a fall finale. And I'm like, really? It's the fall finale? And uh, it was a cliffhanger. It's not on again until March. It, it aired on December 13th, and it's not coming back on until March. I mean, 12 weeks? You have to wait 12 weeks for another show to come on? I mean, talk about teasing us to death and everything. I'm like, really? I mean, honestly, I, 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 was, I was not happy at all. Not happy at all. No. I, I, I was ticked. I was ticked, to say the least. But I digress. Yeah, and Empire. Empire, a lot going on in Empire. Uh, watched uh, the episode of my parents. My parents have... Uh, they they used to love the show, but it's getting too much, too ridiculous, the, the plot lines and everything. And I'm like, okay, but I'm sticking with it because I'll tell you, uh, Lucius and Cookie are worth the price of admission. Worth the price of admission. And I did see Rogue One. I fell asleep. I have to be honest with you. I tried to stay awake for it and I passed out. And then I woke up and they did, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I they really kind of, I liked how they ended it. It was a lot of fighting. I didn't know a lot. You know, I was a little... Confused who was who? Maybe because I... Oh. Uh, Shane Vereen is expected to play Sunday versus the Lions. Okay. Well, Shane Vereen, good. I was afraid he was going to miss the game. And yeah, I, I don't want to get spoilers out because people watch it and we shall see what happens and worry about it then. I mean, not worry about it then. I mean, I don't want to give stuff away. You know, I, I don't... I'm not a... I'm not a I'm not a spoiler person. I don't like spoiling things for people. Let You know, everybody's got to watch it. Let's Let's see what happens. We'll go from there. All right, now, last uh, week, actually on Tuesday, Marcus Gilchrist and uh, Breno Giacomini both went on the IR for the Jets. Now, Brandon, uh, Brent Qualley and Brandon Shell. Brandon Shell's probably going to play, but that's what they're talking about, playing right tackle for the Jets. We are going to see. And how about this one? Bryce Petty, last two games, He's had targeted 22 times more than uh, uh, 
Brandon Marshall, and Quincy Nunwa combined by Petty. He's had 22 targets. He also had six catches for 99 yards. He had a big 26-yard catch in overtime against San Fran. But how about that? 22 targets. He loves him. Caught a touchdown pass the week before in the blowout versus uh, the Colts from uh, Petty. 22 targets from Petty last two games. And uh, Petty, you know, you know, he did enough to win, and we'll see what happens from there, you know? I mean, it's still a little early. And this is I read this this week, that the Jets are high on UNC quarterback Mitch Trubisky via the Daily News. They said that's their guy, and uh, Daily News thinks he is going to get overdrafted. He shouldn't go that high. And uh, I guess, you know, he's only played one year of college, and he has a great arm, and, you know, he does some really good stuff. Let's see how he does in the Senior Bowl. Let's see how he does in uh, the Combine or whatever. But right now, you know, and, and let's see how Bryce Petty finishes the finishes the season. I mean, they still have to play the Patriots. That's going to be a good test for Bryce Petty. And even tonight, he's playing in terrible weather. We'll see how he how it pans out. Yeah, my parents are going to see at the paper mill right now. They're going to see um, the Bodyguard. They made it into a musical. They make everything into musicals. I keep saying, make Boogie Nights into a damn musical. Make it into a musical. That's what should happen. All right. Robbie Anderson's 99-yard game was the most from a Jets rookie since Dustin Keller had a 107-yard game in 2008. He already has almost 500 yards receiving, which is sixth among rookie receivers, tied with uh, Tajay Sharp of the Titans. Robbie Anderson, you keep going, man. The Jets this year are 22nd in total offense, 26th in passing offense, and tied for 28th in scoring. Big drops from last year. But then again, you know what? Hey, last year was a great year. They also had a franchise record over 1,500 yards last year. And they're on pace for 28 touchdowns this year, 16 fewer than last year. They've had a couple tough, 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 tough games. They failed to score a touchdown in 16 consecutive possessions in back-to-back losses to Steelers and Cardinals. Weeks four through six, they had two touchdowns, one including a fluke score during a 23-drive stretch. They've had some tough games, that six-interception game against the Chiefs. And uh, on a sad note, um, Joe McKnight, a former Jet, died. And also, former Jets tight end Conrad Ruland died last Monday, this past Monday, of a brain aneurysm. Only 29 years old, played for the Jets from 2012 to 2013, and was teammates with Joe McKnight. He grew up with Mark Sanchez. They actually grew up in California together. And uh, not terrible. You know, too young. And he talked about it. Wow. They all were, they all were big fans of him. Terrible. And uh, Matt Forte feels that he um, has the torn meniscus in his knee. He thinks he's had it, been playing with it all season. <laughs> I'll tell you, football players are tough, man. Football players take no crap from anybody. Anybody. No, now, this is the thing. Jets Jets against the Niners, after four straight games, 100-yard rushing games, they had 64 yards and 36 yards the last two games. And the, the Niners have the worst rushing defense in the NFL, averaging one... Um, I'm sorry. That's funny. The Jets came in averaging 64 and 36 consecutive games. And, of course, you know, they played the Niners. The Niners, with uh, with uh, worse rushing defense, came in at, giving up 169.3 a game. Well, uh, Powell had 145 on his own. And, you know, it's just funny. I got so much information that I just need to get it out <laughs> sometimes. And, hey, you know what? And the Niners also... Carlos Hyde had a a buck ninety one. He had a, over one hundred forty in the first half alone. I mean, that's the, it was just it was just a rushing arama. And the 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 um, the Jets came in with the rushing D were fourth coming in with ninety yards a game, and he he had that by the second quarter. Hey, you know what? I I thought I thought the Niners were going to win. Hey, they were killing them at the half. They came back. Crazy, crazy, crazy Jets. Jets are now four and nine. Four and nine. Amazing. Also, they had uh, five catches by the tight ends. Jets had two sacks. 
Marcus Williams had a had a sack. Leonard Williams had half a sack. Jordan Jenkins had a half a sack. That's the thing. Uh, they said Bryce Petty was holding on the ball too much. He had six sacks. And Brandon Marshall had three catches for 33 yards. Only one catch for four yards in the first half. Not good. They were down by uh, first patch pass that Petty threw for, in the game. Uh, intercepted. Not a good way to start the game. And uh, Pal- uh, Powell had a total of 179 yards at total offense. Two rushing touchdowns. And San Francisco blew their a 14-point lead for the third time this year. Well, you know you're having a bad year. Carlos Hyde, 17 for Buck 93. Also a TDK. Buck 93, man. Woof. That's serious. That's serious, serious. And as I said, Matt Moore, first start since 2011. Jay Ajayi, their uh, leading rusher, last five games averaging 62 yards per game and only 3.65 yards per carry. They're tied with Broncos right now for uh, AFC wildcards. Seven and one their last eight are the Dolphins are. Tannehill hopes to be back for the playoffs. He left with a 21-9 lead, and they had to win 26-23 in um, on the last play of the game. Crazy game, right? Crazy. We shall see. Matt Moore, you got a lot on your plate this game. A lot, of, a lot on your plate this game. All right, you know what? I want to do my... Uh, I didn't my football picks last week. I went seven and eight. I went one and zero on the Army game. I did pick. Hey, I did get the Army game right. Army after fourteen in a row losing. Hey, they come back. They get that win. Beautiful, beautiful win. And uh, NFL last week, I got destroyed. Seven and eight. Let me see. Did I pick any big? I took the Titans over the Broncos. Thirteen ten. That was a big one for me. Um, also, I took the Bucks over the Saints. You know, I. How about the Packers? Uh, Russell Wilson, five interceptions last week. That's a tough game. That was a tough one. I thought the I thought the Ravens were going to pull it off in uh, New England. Didn't happen. Didn't happen at all. Actually, Brady is 50-1 and one since 2007 versus the AFC, and he's 100 wins, 16 losses at home during the regular season at Foxborough. Amazing. He had his ninth 400-yard game, and he is... One of six with over 450 touchdown catches, touchdown passes. And uh, AP, uh, Vikings won an AP. He said he's playing this weekend. He is playing this weekend. That's what he said. He said he's playing in the game this weekend. I guess we we shall see. But AP said he is playing. Said he's playing in the game today. Um, I'm sorry, tomorrow. He's playing in the game tomorrow. And he's been out. He's been out forever. Yeah. He's going to play tomorrow versus the Colts. We shall see. Big game. Big game for them. And and he hasn't played in a while. while. Yeah, he doesn't think sometimes. Crazy. I mean, that's just amazing, amazing. AP is like a freak of nature. And I'll tell you, they're 7-6. and six, But this is the thing. Actually, uh, Sam Bradford is playing a lot better these days. You know, he's been doing some good things. His complete completion percentage is the highest it's ever been. He's doing some great things during the um, – he's doing some great things this, this season. Now, I know they've had some setbacks and they went through a bad stretch. But overall, he's having a pretty – Good season. One of his best. And I feel like, you know, we get an AP back, anything's possible. You know, I think they can they can pull this off. They can go on a hot streak. I mean, I, mean, I guess we're going to see, right? And how about last night... Um, All right, let me get back. I'm going to get back to my pick. Sorry about that. Got a lot I want to talk about. I was thinking about games that I picked that were good good wins. Yeah. I, I thought the Bills were going to beat the Steelers. That didn't happen. All right. That week's over. Time to go on to new games. Okay, this weekend, I'm taking the Jets over the Dolphins. I like the Browns over the Bills. I like the Ravens over the Eagles. I think that I think the Ra- Ravens have to win. Win if they don't win, they're out of the playoffs. 
I'm taking the especially with AP back. I'm taking the Vikings over the Colts. I like the Titans. Titans Chiefs. That's going to be a tough, tough, tough game. But I think the Titans got a shot. I think that D is so strong. But I mean, I know I know uh, they're playing really good football right now. The um, the Chiefs. But I'm going to take the Titans in an upset. Saints over the Cardinals. That game means nothing for either either of them. I mean, it means. Patriots over the Broncos, I'll tell you, I think the Patriots just are too good a overall team to worry about that. I, th- I think Patriots are going to beat the Broncos. I just think and Tom Brady's on a mission, man. And I'll tell you, he wants he wants that home field advantage. They that they they win the Super Bowl when they have home field advantage. We shall see, I guess, on that front. I'm taking the Cowboys over the Buccaneers. I think Dak Prescott's going to come back. I just think they're a better team. I think Bucks are a good team now, but I think the the uh, the Cowboys are just better. And Panthers. Uh, in the reunion show versus um, Josh Norman, Josh Norman re- reunited with his Panthers, other ends of the spectrum. But the Redskins need this win to stay in the playoff chase. I'll take the Lions over the Giants. I really think, I don't know. I was going to go with the Giants. I think uh, Stafford's going to have a big game. I just do. You know, I think the Giants, but the Giants can pull this out, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions. Also, Steelers, Bengals, Steelers over the Bengals. Even though uh, Steelers, he's Jekyll and Hyde, um, Big Ben on the road. Much better home than away. I think he's like eight interceptions, eight touchdowns on the road, and at home he's through the roof. Maybe sixteen three. It's just a astronomical difference home and away. I'm taking the Packers over the Bears. You know Matt Barkley's playing a lot better football for the uh, Bears right now, but I'm going to take. I'm going to go with the Packers. Uh, Jaguars season's over. Texans are going to beat the Jag. I, even though Osweiler's is not playing great football, I'm still Jaguars are just they're done. Uh, 49ers. Fal- I'm taking the Falcons over the 49ers at home. They have to win that game. They have to win. They, oh man, they beat the hey, they beat the Rams and Jeff Fisher's no no longer the coach of the uh, no longer coach of the Rams, and uh, John Fossil, Jim Fossil's son, is a uh, head coach. Man, he looked he looked like he's like a like a like a endurance runner. I've never seen a guy that lean. He is lean. I saw his face. I was like, damn. And the Raiders bounce back at the Chargers. I think they're gonna pull it out. I don't. I think. Oh yes, Melvin Gordon has been ruled out. He had a hip. He went to uh, go after a fumble by Philip Rivers, and he hurt his hip. He's out, been ruled out for the game. Wow, I'll tell you. So I have on the San Diego State game, and he just threw another interception. Um, Greg Ward Jr. Wow, they're self-destruct. I don't even know how many years. You know what? Whew, that's a tough game. I want to check Jeff right. Yeah, he is having a terrible game. I forget how many. That's a lot of. You know, it's funny because you have the sound off. You, you know, podcast. You can't. JD talking sports. Strategy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's funny. You just have to watch the images going on right now. But Greg Ward Jr. Th- just threw his fourth interception of the game. Before, yeah, one for, San Diego defense, eight sacks, twelve tackles for loss, four interceptions, one return for touchdown. That defense. Wow, that is a phenomenal game. That is. Yeah, you're not going to lose too many games when you have the. And Donnell Pumphrey, 19 rushes, a buck 15, and a touchdown in his last college game. He needed 109 to set the record. He got 115. That's a big win. San Diego State with an 11 win season. That is no, you know, that's serious. 11 and 3 season is a very, very big season. That's a hell of a season, man. Yeah, Houston got their asses kicked. Major Applewhite, woof. Wow, I'll tell you, Houston Coes from beating Oklahoma early in the season, and I thought Houston was going to go to a, be a major bowl, and they end the season uh, nine and four. That is kind of a disappointing end to a season where I had, I think they all had high expectations. Their coach leaves for uh, Texas, but uh, San Diego State, man, eleven and three, what a win! What a win! Wow. And actually. Um, they're losing 56-51 North Carolina at that. Malik Monk for UK has 27, 27 points at the half. Most by a Kentucky player in the first half under Calipari. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, and I, I got to talk about this. Okay, now an assistant coach for Wake Forest. Not even. I'm sorry. He was an assistant coach. Tommy Elrod, former player. Not even a, a former player. Former player at Wake Forest. Former assistant coach at Wake Forest. And then he, um, Jim Grobe, who went to uh, Baylor this past year, he left. New coach comes in. Uh, 
what's his name? Uh, Dave Clawson comes in, new coach, doesn't loses the job, doesn't doesn't uh, add him to his staff. So Tommy Elrod becomes a team Wake Forest team radio announcer, team radio team announcer. Well, they said that he was giving this season. They they found that he had. Um, was giving plays uh, plays from the team to Louisville. They played Louisville early this season. They were up 12-0 the half against Louisville, and then they lost 44-12. But they found at the, they were playing at Papa John Stadium in Louisville. They found uh, Wake Forest plays. They had to change the plays. I guess it was before the game. And he was involved with um, Lonnie Galloway, who was an offensive coordinator uh, working at uh, Louisville, who actually was suspended for the... They're playing the Citrus Bowl. He was just suspended for the Citrus Bowl, the bowl game right now. He was just... I'm, I'm trying to find out... I'm trying to forget who they're playing in the... He, they're playing... Uh, buh, 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 buh. I know they're playing in the Citrus Bowl. Citrus Bowl. Yeah, it has to be one of the better bowls because they didn't make... Wait, is it earlier? Quinsetta, Quinsetta. Okay, no cactus. It's a you know it's scary how many damn bowls there are. It is amazing. Capital One. Okay, they're playing uh, LSU on December thirty first. Well, he was suspended for the uh, bowl game, but this guy and and now there's other teams involved. They said Virginia Tech, which Frank Beamer was coached, that he says he knew nothing about it. Uh, actually, Louisville, Pacino says he didn't know anything about it. I don't trust him one hundred percent, but hey, he says he doesn't believe it. Um, I still remember when Petrino, uh, when he was the Falcons coach, he left the team and left notes in everybody's locker. He didn't even say goodbye, and then he took the Arkansas job. I mean, wow. I never was a fan of Petrino to this day. And But this guy, he uh, played, played at uh, Wake Forest Elrod from 93 to 97, then was hired as a graduate assistant, spent 11 years as a coach under Jim Grobe, then was not retained by Clawson, then went to the football network in 2014 as a football analyst. And, I mean, guys are talking like, Oh, an army, they think, is another a team involved with this. One guy compared it to sabotage and insider trading. But, wow. He said, uh, head coach uh, Dave Clawson said he had to change the game plan versus Louisville after finding about the leaked playing cards. Wow. Unbelievable. And they, I think uh, they find uh, $25,000. They find um, that's what it ends up. It was a $25,000 fine. Yeah, I think it was a $25,000 fine for, uh, I'm trying to find where, I'm trying to give exact figures on JD Talking Sports. I think they got fined 20, yes, Louisville and Virginia Tech fined 25, max, that's the maximum they could fine them, which is like a, like a prick of a needle uh, for accepting leaked uh, Wake Forest game plan. Louisville, wow. And Army also was uh, another team that was said to have gotten the game plans from uh, Elrod. Wow. And he's being represented by a former player at Wake Forest. He's now an attorney. But still, crazy, right? Yeah, I love watching Roy Williams just ticked on the sideline. He just ticked. Yeah, that's over. All right. Um, you know what? Now they have all these little kids with the little ear ear, ear, uh, ear headphones on headphones. I just think that's funny. Oh, they have headphones on now. So we have Appalachian State 7-7 with Toledo. And then I'm going, yeah, I got to see what's happening. Oh, my God. This is crazy. They're playing in a full-on snowstorm. You can't even see the yardage line at this D2 championship game. That's how much snow is coming down. But I thought this Elrod thing, I was just, like, stunned. I mean, I couldn't believe that something like this could happen. I mean, just um, unbelievable that something like this could happen, especially in today's... Well, you know, I mean, it could happen, but I'm just shocked that a guy who... Something, something had to happen. I mean, to be... You know, you're talking about a former player. Former player... Former coach, uh, worked, uh, you know, access to everything, and now he's uh, on the radio team, the Wake Forest radio team, this guy involved, and he does this. I mean, something must have pissed him off. And it could, I mean, what, there wasn't money being exchanged, was it? I mean, I know teams are always trying to get advantage, but this is a guy who worked for the school. They called it like, one, one guy called it like insider, insider trading or, and sabotage. I mean, yeah, disgusting, right? Just unbelievable. And I, I had to hit this out. There's 128, it's FBS, which is D1. Football programs. 14 coaches are African-American. This is from Adam Kil- Kilgore at the Washington Post. 14 of 128 are African-American. It's, that's disgusting. I had done a thing in the past about 
the NCAA basketball, how the percent, the dearth of African Americans coaching men's and women's games that were in the tournament. It was, it was, it was a very, very small percentage. And of the of the fourteen African American coaches, only Charlie Strong, he's and Tyrone Willingham were guys who were fired by a major program and then hired by another one. Charlie Strong was at Charlie Strong was at uh, Texas and U.S. Uh, University uh, South Florida. Now he's at his second school. And Tyrone Willingham went from uh, Notre Dame to Washington. But crazy, right? Crazy. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, Peanut wanted to be part of the podcast. I have a bulldog named Peanut who gets very upset when I don't sit near her, and she gets upset. And the great thing about doing the podcast is that I can do it and keep her company. But she's not very happy when Daddy doesn't uh, pay attention to her. So she was gone from the building, and now she is back in the building. Nice to have you back, Peas. And I found this really interesting. Uh, ESPNU, there was a game between Arizona and Grand Canyon, where they uh, did a remote broadcast from uh, Bristol, Connecticut. And Arizona's Corey Williams was in Bristol to work it, but they were doing the game off a of TV. Now, I know they've done boxing where they're not there, whatever, but I feel like a sporting event, like a football, basketball game, has to be, you, you want that, you want them to be close and to be there with you. But I just was like, really? Remotely? And uh, Arizona ended up winning the game 64-54. Now, this... Uh, also, Patino won his 400th game uh, last Saturday against uh, Texas Southern. They were uh, 9-1 so far this season as of last Saturday. 400th win at uh, Louisville. And Bobby Huggins got his 800th win today at uh, West Virginia career. Only 10th guy to do that. Got to give a guy credit. I always love Huggins. He always wears like outfits like, you know, he's always dressed like a a slobberino. But I thought I found this kind of interesting. Uh, Baylor beat Baylor beat Winthrop 140 to 32. One yes, I just said that. 140 to 32 over uh, Winthrop is in the Big South. Winthrop uh went to 1 and 9 after the loss. Baylor outscored them 29 nothing in the fourth quarter. 29 nothing. In the fourth quarter, Baylor outscored Winthrop. And they were up 38-6 in the first half. And uh, Eric Williams scored scored 15 of the of Winthrop's 32 points. Winthrop was 9 for 66. That's under 14% shooting for the game. But they were 12 for 15 from threes. From a free, the free throw, 2 for 14 from threes. Baylor out-rebound Winthrop 75-25 and 42-6 on assists. Wow. And uh, Winthrop 28-13 on uh, turnovers. But lost the turnover battle, but still one forty to thirty two. They got outscored. You know. Now this is the thing. Usually the fourth quarter you start coming back. You know. That's what I love about the women's game. Four quarters. I love it. I love the, that's what uh, NC. It should be four quarters, man. I don't like this first half, second half. I feel it. It's it's a good thing. And uh, but twenty nine nothing in the fourth quarter. It's not even like they came back. This football game, the D two championship. It's like they that you can. There is like inches of snow on the ground. I'm. Imp- I'm amazed that they're even playing, you know, and they're, hey, Northwest, Northwest Missouri State is up 14 to, um, is up 14 to three. Oh, and man, last weekend, you know, I, I talked to Carol about this, but I didn't go into detail. I, I'm a big boxing fan, huge boxing fan. So Anthony Joshua fought this guy. Uh, Eric Molina, who shouldn't even be in the ring with him. He looked like he had a little too many uh, chocolate donuts before the fight. Remember, do you remember that John Belushi thing? I don't, I eat my little chocolate donuts. It was freaking terrible. Terrible fight. And Anthony Joshua is going to fight Klitschko supposedly next. They're going to, oh, April 29th at Wembley. They're hoping to get 90,000, which would uh, tie the record that was set at 39 in uh, England. 90,000 they want to get for the fight. But now I like Joshua, but he, he you know, he he's um, he's eighteen straight knockouts and eighteen fights to start his career, but he hasn't really fought anybody. Klitschko would be a better, but Klitschko, you know, that's the thing too. The, the guys are going to fight. Klitschko's going to be forty-one by the time they're a uh, fight. Joshua's going to be twenty-seven. Forty-one guy, year old guy can't beat. Uh, you know, you you can't put the ring or whatever. Like tonight, 
you have Hopkins fighting. He said his last fight. What? Uh, Hopkins is. Uh, I think he's fifty. You know, Hopkins. Uh, I think he's fifty-one. Yeah, Hopkins age. I mean, it's kind of 51, 51. He'll be 52 in January. He said this is his last fight. He's fighting um, a guy named, uh, no, I just, I just see, I just saw something out of the corner of my eye that, um, I mean, these guys, it's, you know, there's just not a lot of good fighters out there. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. At, at this game right now, it's it, it, uh, Northwest Missouri State versus North Alabama. It's ten degrees, wind chill of negative six, and eighteen mile per hour winds. I mean, talk about freezing freezing your little butt off. Wow, but I that's what I want to talk about. So Klitschko, to me, I never liked him as a fighter. You know, I miss the days of Tyson. I miss the eighties. I miss. Uh, I mean, I grew up with uh, Hagler, Hearns, Leonard. Uh, Tyson then came on in the 80s. I mean, you know, I mean, I saw Ali at the end of his career. I saw Larry Holmes, who was never respected as a champion. But at least Larry Holmes would beat the crap out of Klitschko is a, is a jabber. That's all. He, I mean, he, I felt that he never fought anybody. I, there's never there have been great. You know, I, I'd even take uh, what, what was that British fighter who uh, who retired? I loved him. And, and he never fought Tyson when I wanted him to. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm blanking on a. Uh, I'm thinking uh, heavyweight champs. Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. I, I take Lennox Lewis right now, man, over Klitschko. So that's and I, I hey, I hope Anthony Joshua knocks him off his block. That's all I gotta say. And uh, you know, Conor McGregor's getting a boxing license. Well, uh, Malinaji said that uh, you know, he can't even win uh, the NYC Golden Gloves. You know, I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, Brock Lesnar got fined. Uh, one year suspension to find two hundred fifty thousand for a failed drug test at UFC two hundred. Yeah, like he's 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 going back to WWE, and the guy who fought him said, "Oh, you know, uh, he could have maimed or killed me." You know, hey, Brock Lesnar, take the two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. He made like three to five million. He's going to be all right. I don't think he really cares. He's going to go back to wrestling and uh, do his thing. And uh, John Jones suspensions ends uh, next July two thousand seventeen. But he did some grappling uh, last week or whatever. But that's a guy who's got to get his uh, got to get his shit together. That's all I got to say on that front. He's got to get his shit together because you can't keep doing this stuff. It's ridiculous. Come on, man. You're too talented to be doing this stuff. Too talented. And how about all this money that these relievers are getting? Uh, Kelly Kenley Jansen got five years, eighty million from the Dodgers. You had um, Mark Melanson. I think he got four years, sixty-two. And then you have uh, Chapman got five for 86. I mean, I remember when, uh, and these guys aren't even at the level of uh, Mariano. And then the Dodgers, on top of it, they signed uh, Hill for like 48 million, three for 48. And then they signed the third baseman, Justin Turner, for 464. God bless them, man. And uh, new CBA for baseball, which was signed, is going to require many teams to start getaway games earlier in 2018. Not next year, the year after, to reduce travel wear and tear. Maybe they play less games. They're never going to do it because the money is too much. They can't do that right now. And the CBA was uh, uh, good now through the 2021. The only 29 to 1, it was ratified. The only one that said nay was Tampa Bay, which I thought was kind of funny. I was like, oh, okay. And... Um, why Why I'm not a fan of soccer. Last Sunday, the Sounders, Seattle Sounders, played the uh, championship game against the uh, Toronto Football Club. They won 5-4 in penalty kicks. Play was Game was played in Toronto in 20-degree weather. And San Diego, Seattle Sounders won by not putting, and they didn't put a single shot on goal in the game. Then it goes to 90 minutes, then 30 minutes of uh, extra time, and then penalty kicks. And I'm like, you know what? Let them play until they freaking score this penalty kicks. You know, it's ridiculous. I, I, I can't stand this stuff. And uh, congratulations to Stanford. Won their second uh, second year in a row winning the uh, college soccer championship. Also won on penalty kicks, 5-4. They didn't allow a goal in the tournament. Uh, first team since Wisconsin in 95 to accomplish that feat and win the title. 
you know, hey. But I don't like this going extra time and all that crap. You know, I'm like, come on, man. And Princeton, you know, what's with the Ivy League? What, what's in the water over there? They suspended the men's sw- men's swimming and diving team after material uh, was found that was vulgar and offensive as well as misogynistic and racist. I just was like, what's going on here? Oh, and then last night, I'm, I'm just like, you know, every pro- Columbia's having problems. Harvard's having problems. Cross-country, uh, Columbia wrestling. Now, uh, Princeton, I mean, I guess we got to see what's going to happen at Brown and uh, uh, UPenn, maybe – uh, print. Oh, well, that's Princeton. I'm sorry. Wow. And last night they were showing on the uh, CBS Sports Channel. They were showing um, esports on television. They're playing a video game, and my mother thought it was funny. Is I was like, I, and and I just read this that MLB's BamTech. They I think they stream the games. They're going to pay Riot Games three hundred million for exclusive streaming rights to League of Le- League of Legends through 2023. Three hundred million. This is for people to watch other people play video games. Would you pay to watch video games? Would you? Peanut, would you pay to watch video games? I mean, honestly, would you? No. No, Peanut would never pay for that stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I thought this was, uh, this is interesting. Head injuries in high school sports in Texas. Texas is beginning uh, the largest effort to track brain injuries among young athletes. Starting this week, two dozen high school sports will be tracked in an attempt to gauge to gauge whether rules or equipment changes improve player safety and what more can be done to protect athletes. And they're gonna use they're gonna record they're gonna use information to record to record the causes of the injury and the recovery time from an injury. It's a partnership between the United University Inter- Interscholastic League, Texas governing body for public high school sports, and the O'Donnell Brain Institute at a University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. Now there's we're talking about eight hundred thousand public school high school, high school athletes and it's going to be a key step in developing a national database of brain injuries in youth. I think that's pretty awesome. And it's going to be led by Dr. Monroe Cullum, a professor of psychiatry, neurology, and neuro neurotherapeutics. He's going to lead the study. Hey, you know what? They're going to find out that a lot. You know what? This might... You know, be careful what you... That, what pan, you open up that Pandora's box. You never know. You never know what could happen. But that's, that's a little scary, right? A little crazy. Wow, yeah. And I, I think it's great. I think that they, they need to keep track of this stuff. I really do. I think they need to keep track of this stuff. And, uh, but that, that's some scary stuff. It really is. It's, it's pretty scary stuff. Charlie Strong, five year deal with UC, USF. You know, hey, he, I think he's going to leave, uh, Herman a great, uh, Great bunch of players at um, at Texas, but twenty three and three his last two years at Louisville. He didn't get the job done at Texas, and uh, he's actually replacing. It's interesting. Charlie Strong's replacing another African American coach, Willie Taggart, who went to uh, Oregon. That's pretty awesome. All right, Northwest Missouri just got a safety. They're up 16-3 in the third inning. I mean, the eighth inning. God, man, God bless these coaches, man. You got to be freezing, freezing your ass off. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I, I think Charlie Strong will rebound here. Hey, he, he did it at Louisville. And, you know, when he was at Louisville, he won 11 games in 2012 and 13. Bowl wins over Florida, Miami. In the two drafts after Strong left for Texas, the Cardinals had eight players selected in the 2014 draft and 10 taken in 2015, including four first-rounders, including Teddy Bridgewater, whom Strong recruited out of Miami. And Taggart uh, actually recruited uh, Andrew Luck when he was at Stanford working for a Harbaugh. Hey, I wish him all the best, man. All the best. And uh, Nick Chubb and and uh, Sony, Sony uh, Michelle, uh, two running backs for uh, Georgia are coming back for the senior years. Nick Chubb had a gruesome, gruesome uh, knee injury two years ago, and he rushed for almost a thousand this year. He'll get a thousand in the bowl game. I don't even know who they're playing in the bowl game. I have my list of bowl games. I'm trying to see Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, there's tons of. There's still more games on tonight. I think Georgia is playing. Georgia's playing in the Liberty, aren't they? Yes, Georgia's playing TCU on December 30th. That should be a good game. 
Nick Chubb will get over 1,000 that game. That's definitely going to happen. And uh, James Conner ran for 1,060 yards for Pittsburgh this year, declared uh, one year after get, having Hodgkin's lymphoma last December. He had a good year. He also had 20 catches at 299 and four touchdowns, all career high marks, 56 career touchdowns, the most in ACC history. Also is 3,701 yards, second all-time in pit history behind Tony Dorsett. And according to ESPN Stats and Info, he had multiple rushing touchdowns in 15 games, second among Power 5 conference, player, conference players of the last four seasons. He was also the 2014 ACC Player of the Year, but then tore his MCL in the 2015 opener and then missed the remainder of the season. They're going to play. That's going to be a good game. Pittsburgh Northwestern at the New Era Pinstripe Bowl at, Gi- at Yankee Stadium. I almost said Giant Stadium. On December 28th. And then Minnesota uh, had a uh, suspended uh, 10 players this week for a reported sexual assault on an off-campus apartment. Uh, led to three-game suspensions for four players. And uh, this season now, they're suspended for this game, plus six others. They're saying the sexual assault that took place in September, they got some new details. Well, the players wanted to boycott the game, but they said they were upset that the you know that all this was done before due process happened. But... Uh, they're actually going to play. They said they want to take back the players, want to take back the rep, uh, reputation and integrity of the program. Hey, I agree. And uh, they were going to boycott the uh, Holiday Bowl against Washington State, but they are going to play. Hey, you know what? There's a lot of crazy stuff happening out there. And Stanford and Rice will play open the 2017 season in Sydney, Australia in August. Thank you, Brett McMurphy of ESPN. Appreciate that a lot. Much appreciated. And Temple... Uh, he uh, has a new head coach. Uh, their coach, uh, Mark Rule, left to go to Baylor. And now they have a Florida offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, Jeff Collins, with no head coaching experience. He'll be the new Temple head coach. And uh, Western Kentucky, which lost their coach to uh, Brom, went to Purdue. The Notre Dame offensive coordinator, Mike Sanford, as head coach, he'll be 34 years old, becomes the youngest head coach in the FBS. That's pretty cool, man. Hey, give him a shot. And Lamar Jackson winning the Heisman last Saturday. Wow. Big, big, big. He finished way ahead of uh, almost uh, 600 points ahead of uh, Deshaun Jackson to finish second. Uh, then uh, third was Baker Mayfield with 361 points. And then Dede Westbrook and Jabril Peppers finished uh, fifth. Now, uh, Jackson is the youngest Heisman Trophy ever. 19 years, 337 days, just five days younger than 2013 winner uh, Jameis Winston. And just the fourth sophomore to take home the trophy. And he joins Johnny Manziel, 2012, as the only Heisman winners to throw for 3,000 yards and rush for 1,000 yards in a season. And quarterbacks have won 14 of the last 16. And the... the um, the gap between uh, Deshaun Watson in second and Baker Mayfield in third was the largest in the past 70 years. Hey, you know what? He played a great game. And I, you know, I told you, oh, and Lane Kiffin is now the head coach at Florida Atlantic. He'll make a million a year. He made $1.4 million at Bama. Nobody really wanted to give him a shot. He burned so many bridges in the past. And um, he actually said something. He wanted to go somewhere where he said they used the word we. He said it was a jab. They said, was it a jab at Saban? But, you know, Saban gave him a shot. He was down and out, man. I don't know why you, why, why would you burn bridges of guys that give you a shot? Why? I mean, seriously, you know, that's your guy. You know, ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I'm like, I, I, I think it's dis- despicable. I feel like, you know, this is a guy gave you a shot. And now, uh, 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 Steve Sarkeesian, who was the, uh, went out on a bad, bad, bad. He said he was drunk at practice and everything at USC, uh, went to rehab, whatever. He is now the new offensive coordinator at Alabama, which, you know what? Listen, listen. I would stay there until the best job possible came along. You go to play uh, coach with Saban. It's like going, it's like going to the Messiah. And Army beat Navy last Saturday, 21-17, 14-game winning streak over. And, you know, at the, at the game, the team that wins is this, they're, they're, uh, Game at each end, they sing the alma mater, and the winning team sings second. Long time, first time. Midshipmen had lost two of their best players. They lost uh, Will Worth, who had set a record of over 2,500 yards of total offense. And senior slotback uh, Tony O'Gully was in uniform but couldn't play. And actually, uh, they were Army was down 17-14. They were up early in the game. 
Uh, they were up 14 nothing at the half. Army Army was then. Uh, Navy came back to a 17-14 lead. And then uh, they had a big drive at the end. And uh, Ahmad Bradshaw, who had lost a fumble and a turnover early in the game. There were seven turnovers in the game. He ends up scoring a touchdown with uh, uh, late in the game to win the game. And Army had uh, almost 40-20 to 20 in time of possession. Also 23-8 in first downs. And uh, 316 yards, 316 yards rushing on the game on the day. I am happy, Army. I'm happy for you. Big, big, big win. And baseball. Uh, also, I was talking about baseball CBA. Well, basketball signed their CBA. And this is this is crazy. Uh, the Knicks. Had, I'm sorry. The Nets had shine, signed an offer sheet with uh, Donatus uh, Modajunas. Motunius and uh, he, oh, the Rockets matched it. Then uh, he wouldn't. He uh, Motunius wouldn't. Motunius wouldn't report, and then he ends up not signing the contract. And now, as of Thursday, he's an unrestricted free agent, so the Nets can sign him again. And I was just like, wow. And now they're talking about also these contracts that Steph Curry, when he's eligible, can sign a five-year, two hundred seven million dollar contract after this season under the new CBA. And LeBron is also up for a two hundred million dollar contract. But Steph Curry, five years, two hundred seven—that is serious, serious cash. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable. And the new contract has to be ratified. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be good through two thousand twenty-three, two thousand twenty-four. Why never were they not? They're flush with money. I mean, they're getting one hundred fifty million dollar contracts now. These guys are gonna be up for two hundred million dollar contracts. The money is out of control, and it's not gonna. There's not gonna be any changes to the one and done, and and, and there's still not gonna be any fewer uh, preseason games. But still, that's pretty amazing, right? And how about this? Tyreek Evans played his first game since January twenty-fifth on Thursday after three right knee operations in nine months. Played 11 minutes, seven rebounds, seven points, three rebounds, and two assists in uh, 11 minutes. And they beat uh, Indy 102.95 for the Pelicans. But how about that? Imagine three knee injuries in nine months. Crazy, right? Wow. Unbelievable. Not good at all. Uh, I love these. You know what? They have these cute Amazon commercials on. My mother, when I was a kid, she got me, um, she made me, Not she took stockings, she made me a Superman outfit with like uh, pantyhose and everything. It was, a, it was, I was the bee's knees and uh, they made fun of me at school, but I looked damn, damn good. I mean, damn good. All right, folks, JD Talking Sports, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I hope you all have a great night. It is Saturday, December 17th. It's pouring rain outside. I'm going to watch a giant, uh, the Jet game, Jet Dolphin game today. Sorry. So so much sports on. My mind's overblown. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right? Peace out.